You're listening to the number one podcast for Olive Branch and Eastern DeSoto County. This is OB Pod. deck for today we've got several good hot topics and some great audio clips kind of been going around here recently you're really going to enjoy this got some good local news of course we got more dad jokes with you a riddle me this section we got a motivational message also three random facts or stories you likely didn't know as well as our high school sports with a great interview with coach peyton callahan of center hill high school Got to say, thank you all for joining OB Pod, guys. It's going to be a great show. Pretty excited about all the stuff we've gotten on this one. Our Hot Topics got some great stuff, kind of more of a national news setting. Everything from Jesse Smollett to Biden and Trump and gas prices. Got some great information for you and some audio clips you're really going to enjoy. Guys, I'm recording this right here at the beginning of spring break, and let me say it is a wonderful break already. We've had a wonderful weekend. Snow apocalypse, as you want to say. Uh, We had almost four inches in my home out here at East Soto County. I've heard people say they got it five to six in certain locations. I got to tell you, on Friday night, we decided to try to go out to the Grizz games. One of our fantastic teachers there at Center Hill High School decided to give my family tickets to the game. Uh, special thanks to him. And we drove all the way up there, got to got about to Parkway, and it just felt like we were driving in a blizzard, didn't feel comfortable, had to turn around, and made our trip home twice as long on the way back. Uh, but you know, it was fun. We were together, got to see something we never have seen here really in Mississippi with all this amazing snow. And, you know, of course, you woke up to this beautiful white blanket everywhere and it was pretty freaking neat. Um, I hope everybody was safe. No one got hurt. Uh, you know, there were some people who were off in ditches and other places like that, but I didn't hear of any fatalities, which is a fantastic thing. Again, I hope everybody was safe and enjoyed their time. Before we get into our hot topics, guys, I've got to tell you about some exciting news for our number one realtor in the area, and that is Brian Couch with Team Couch of Birch Realty. Guys, they were just named the top producing team in the Million Dollar Club for the Northwest Mississippi Realtor Association for 2021. I've been saying it for a while, guys. If you're in the market to buy or sell a house, this is the real team you want to work with. Do not waste your time with anyone else. Go check out their website, teamcouch.com, or you can call their office, 1662-449-1700, or you can call Brian Sell personally, and that is 901-461-7653. But guys, let's go. Let's get right to those hot topics, and the first one is going to be, like I said before, Jesse Smollett. His sentencing happened this past week, and I've got to say, when I heard the audio of this, I just said, you know what? I've got to put this on the show because maybe people just won't believe me if I tried to explain it. It is quite um, not entertaining, but kind of eye-opening to hear what the judge had to say. And then the rebuttal or response from Jesse was quite interesting. So I think we just got to go to it now so you can hear everything that went down. And what happened? Turns out that you're not a victim of a hate crime. You're not a victim of a racial hate crime. You're not a victim of a homophobic hate crime. You're just a charlatan pretending to be a victim of a hate crime. And that's shameful, especially from the family you got brought up with, with your family values. You are now a permanently convicted felon. You've embarrassed your valuable friends in high places, the elected public officials, people in the media. You've embarrassed them. You have to live with that. I don't know if those relationships can be repaired. You've become toxic in your own workplace. Your career uh, future is uncertain at very best. It was really on a rocket ship uh, to success, and now you've, you've turned yourself into riches to rags, and it's so unfortunate. 
Your very name has become an adverb for lying. I'm sentencing you to 30 months felony probation. You will pay restitution to the city of Chicago in the amount of $120,106. You are fined $25,000, which is the maximum fine. And you will spend the first 150 days of your sentence in the Cook County Jail. And that will start today, right here, right now. No, I would just like to say to your honor that I am, uh, I am not suicidal. That's what I would like to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. Well, if you didn't catch it, he's not suicidal. He's not suicidal. Um, and by the way, he's not suicidal. Guys, this is a kind of a unique response. Kind of makes you feel like maybe setting up a deal where he's trying to appeal and he's concerned about his safety in prison um, and that, you know, he wants to maintain his innocence. And it's just a, it's, it's kind of a head scratcher. Not sure of the angle here, but it might be part of a strategy or he just might feel that is necessary to say. I'm just not sure. But I think the judge went at him pretty harsh with uh, some of the comments that he made. But you know what? I bet a lot of that's going to become factual. His name is probably going to be synonymous, just like if you've ever seen that great, great movie, Kingpin. They uh, they make a reference to the, the main character, Woody Harrelson's last name, which is Munson. And throughout the entire movie, they said, oh, you don't want to end up munson or something of that nature. And so I wonder if this name will stick as well. So I want to get over to the other hot topic, and that is gas prices. Across the street from the Beverly Center, one of the most expensive places in L.A., drivers are paying this, nearly $7 for regular unleaded, nearly $8 for premium. Drivers said they were surprised and not in a good way. So I'm going to play a couple audio clips from, oh, I don't know, a year or two ago, and they kind of stick with the topic. And so let's go to those right now. When when the cost of a gallon of gasoline gets to above $3.35 $3. a gallon, it has profound impact on working class families just to get back and forth to work. So I don't see anything inconsistent with that. But I do think that the idea that Russia and Saudi Arabia and other major producers are not going to pump more oil so people can have gasoline to get to and from work, for example, is... Uh, is 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 not is not right it's uh, an incredible thing that it's happened over the last few years a lot of great things and you're paying what two dollars a gallon for your gasoline that's okay you know what that's like that's like a tax cut that's bigger than a tax cut if biden got in you'd be paying seven dollars eight dollars nine dollars didn't they say get rid of your car so I am sure you've heard some of those before on social media as well as the local news here recently. It is a truly, truly hot topic. It is hot topic as the war in Ukraine. Uh, people are really concerned about gas prices as they should be. $4 a gallon is tough to muster, especially if you're on a budget. Uh, this, These audio clips where Trump is predicting 6 and 7 $8 a gallon, you know, that's giving a lot of uh, credence to people. But also Biden is putting out his information of the same thing that it's going to be 
harsh and hard, people, you know, but where do we go from here? What is the solution? What is the goal to try to get these gas prices where they belong? But also, what is really causing these things? This is what, this is what I really want to talk about. There is so much misinformation. There's so much propaganda. There's so much things where you can slant it or change its perspective to make it where it's one-sided or it's somebody's individual fault. And it's just like the picture uh, everybody sees when you see a gas pump and you have the sticker next to it saying, I did that. And it's a picture of Biden pointing towards the price. Is it really the president's fault when it comes to gas prices? And is he the sole blame? Or is the question is, can he do something about it? And if he can, will he do something about it? This is what we need to know. So here recently, uh, when asked about it with press conferences uh, with the, you know, Jen Psaki, his uh, press secretary, as well as when he spoke to reporters, here are some audio clips they had from a rebuttal when it comes to high gas prices. You may have noticed this week that your gas prices have gone up. I want to talk to you a little bit about why. A lot of it has to do with Vladimir Putin. Right now, there are 9,000 approved unused permits that oil and gas companies could tap into now to ramp up production. I said at the time, prices are going to go up for gasoline. It wasn't anything we did. And by the way, you're in a situation right now where if you take a look, the idea, can we uh, uh, pump more oil? There are now uh, uh, now five, there are 172 gas and oil rigs running. Now we have, there are 519 in operation before this all began. But guess what? They have over 7,000 permits to dig oil if they want. Why aren't they out pumping oil? Why aren't they out pumping oil? Because they've said, and they're very clear, Wall Street bankers have made it very clear. Not a joke. Check it out. I recommend these two articles to you, just as a little bit of a primer. You probably already know it. What's happened? Well, the oil companies and executives, they don't want to pump more oil, although they have every capacity to do so. Nothing is slowing them up from doing it if they want to. Why? Rather than spend the profits and the increased price of gasoline, they would rather take those profits and buy back stock, buy back their own stock, rather than take that money and invest it in pumping new oil. Not a joke. Not a joke. So don't tell me gas prices rose because I've slowed down the American energy production. In my first uh, year in office, American production grew by 9.7 million barrels today to 11.6 million, while we still made a major, major effort to deal with global warming and changing the way in which we shift to renewable, renewable energy. As you see, their focus is on permits and the lack of motivation to want to increase production to lower the price, essentially blaming or pointing the finger at the oil companies themselves, as well as the massive profits they are raking in, along with Wall Street, as well as their stocks. Uh, This is absolutely the truth. This is something that is happening. This is something that, uh, you know, we're all having to suffer for. But also you have to understand that our gas prices are now elevating to the world average, not just what we would normally pay, which is staggering when you think about it. The average price of a gallon of fuel, say in Britain, Ireland, Western Europe, whatever you want to say, is anywhere between five and seven dollars. And we are slowly creeping up to what you would call the international average of fuel. 
But is there more to the story when it comes to these permits themselves that I keep referencing? So I did some research on this and believe it or not, yes, there are thousands and thousands of permits out there available for drilling to increase production across the United States. And that is 100% accurate. However, the things that are not getting said is, is that there is an immense amount of new regulation and taxes, or as they're called, green taxes, when it comes to how they drill, how they transport, how things are handled, that is causing a lot of issues and increased expenses when it comes to U.S. production of oil. Um, and so a permit is not very good to use if it's going to cost quite a bit more or have higher rates of taxes when it comes on income that just comes from that oil and that production and transportation. So a lot of times it's easier just to raise prices and reap the benefits of the immense amount of uh, gas that is being consumed right now coming post-COVID. So this is one area where Biden is telling you the truth, but he could also repeal some of these enormous taxes that were created under his administration here recently on oil and gas so that the American consumer could benefit from this. Now, this is all part of his green initiative where, you know, trying to do better for the country and everything else when it comes to those things. However, you know, I don't know if the people care or care enough that they're going to continue to pay this type of price at the pump. So you might be wondering, why is it that gas prices were so much cheaper when it comes to President Trump during his administration? Well, if you actually go back and look, when President Trump was in his first few years of office, gas prices were not necessarily what it considered extremely low, or at least not as low as they were as he exited office. They were around $3 or so, but when he left office, they were around $1.87, $1.80, depending on where you were. And you wonder, how was he able to make this happen? And as he explains, be energy dependent as well as a producer and exporter of oil, which doesn't seem to be something that the Biden administration is exclaiming anymore. So how did Trump do it? Well, the answer is this. During his presidency, he leaned heavily on Middle Eastern countries, especially Saudi Arabia, to increase production to lower the American gas price for the, for the consumer. That was one of his goals and one of the things he wanted to tick on one of the check the boxes when it comes to during his presidency, especially for re-election, is to keep gas prices low that the American consumer will really, really appreciate it, which a lot of them did. And a lot of his efforts went... Uh, you know, basically fell on deaf ears. Uh, you know, Saudi Arabia and countries around there uh, placated him as well as, uh, you know, listened but didn't really increase production until something changed. Uh, President Trump, you know, by a lot of people's estimate, needed some form of leverage or some type of incentive to make sure that Saudi Arabia would increase production so that it would benefit the American consumer. So if you remember during Trump's presidency, there was an international reporter who was murdered in Saudi Arabia that gained national or international news, and it created quite a buzz around Saudi Arabia. This led to a lot of outpour for sanctions against the country for how they've handled the situation. They felt like it was government-sanctioned murder, and this put the pressure on Saudi Arabia to want to make Americans happy again. President Trump and the U.S., as well as several other countries, decided to threaten sanctions to Saudi Arabia if they did not do something about how this situation was handled. The answer was they increased production to lower the gas price. 
But what would really happen is it created an energy crisis so severe that OPEC, which is basically like a union for international oil, uh, could not control or contain the crisis that was created due to the elevated level of production Saudi Arabia did. I think it was something in the neighborhood of an extra 200 million barrels was being produced faster than their normal rate. When this happened, Russia at the time, who is a major exporter of oil, which is that is their primary focus of their economy, also had to lower its prices as well as increase its production, even escalating this energy crisis that much more. And we all reap the benefits here in the United States of having extremely low gas prices. However, I even had a friend who works in oil and gas, and this led to several layoffs, several companies filing bankruptcy, and several doors being closed if you worked in oil and gas in the United States. So it did have a detrimental effect somewhere in the neighborhood, 5, 10 to 15,000 jobs, and different companies did close their doors to handle this energy crisis. However, the Americans' consumers did not matter. They were excited about having gas less than $2. So President Trump capitalized on this opportunity and brought the gas prices down for the American consumer, and which led to a lot more of economic growth, sadly with a few job losses in the process. So what has President Biden done recently that's going to affect gas prices or try to help him? Now, Biden did open up the National Reserve to try to slow down the increased prices. His administration has put millions into auto production of EV cars to try to, uh, you know, change the perspective of, you know, dependency on oil and gas and increase the electronic vehicle uh, for the future. He also stopped taking imports from Russia on oil, which if in the grand scheme of things you would think would hurt the United States when it comes to prices. It didn't help it, but it didn't really hurt it either as Russia only really produces about 3% of our oil intake and was not really a huge factor in the grand scheme of things. So the question is, can Joe do something to help alleviate the prices at the gas pump? According to him, you cannot intercede when it comes to privately ran companies and how they run their business. But I beg to differ. I believe the President of the United States is the most powerful man in the world and should be able to have some influence when it comes to how the American consumer is suffering. I think between our Congress, our Senate, and our President, we can do some things to try to increase oil production so the American consumer can stop suffering at the pump. Coupled this with record inflation, increased prices across the board when it comes to groceries, transportation, construction, lumber, like we talked about last week, something has got to give and we've got to see something as a light at the end of the tunnel showing that we're going to get some kind of reprieve from things that are going on. Now, something I want to add to this at the very end, and you know, some people are talking about buying an electric vehicle. California has even put things in places where truckers over there by a certain year, five, seven years from now, have to convert from gasoline trucks to electronic vehicles to be able to do shipping and goods through that. And that's going to be very difficult for several reasons. But one of the things that I found doing research on this, and when I went and listened to a specialist on it, it just blew me away, is is that you have to understand that to go to electronic vehicles, that requires batteries. Batteries run on lithium, and lithium is a mined mineral that we use to create these batteries. So I want you to listen to this audio from the specialist, and it will change your perspective on a few things. And it might make you reconsider about going straight to EV, or do we need to be looking at other forms of clean energy to move forward? 
We all know that lithium is the metal element in the batteries in electric cars. But the question is, will we have enough lithium as we build more and more electric cars? Why the shift from gas vehicles to electric vehicles? To lessen the carbon footprint, of course. But what new footprint are we making when we now rely on energy created from such a comparatively rare element on Earth? The amount of lithium we have on Earth is between 30 to 90 million tons. That sounds like a lot, but if car manufacturers stick to their promise of more electric cars, our demand for lithium could be as high as 20 million tons by 2040. But it's not just the low abundance of lithium, it is how we are getting the lithium and that's from mining. And we all know that mining and refining produces a lot of greenhouse gases. Also, who owns the mines? Should we be concerned that the demand for lithium could turn into fights between companies and countries? It will only become more expensive to mine lithium, and so its price could possibly increase to an amount that makes electric car prices too high. We could turn to ocean water, which contains 0.2 parts per million of lithium, but that's a lot of ocean water and energy we would need to extract even just a kilogram of lithium. Yep. And do we really want to touch our oceans more? I'm not against electric vehicles, but I think this need for lithium shouldn't be ignored as we require and roll out more and more electric cars. I would hate to see history repeat itself in our fight for a precious element on Earth. Like I said, guys, I think that audio kind of spells it out for you. It's going to make you think, and I hope what I brought to the table today helps you understand what's going on out there. And I hope it makes you realize that there's a lot of propaganda, a lot of misinformation that can really make people angry or one-sided or biased. And maybe, just maybe, we can come together as Americans instead of continuing this divisive behavior we have been stuck in for so long. All right, guys, it's time for the news, and it is brought to you by one of my favorite advertisers, and that is Michael Hatcher and Associates. And guys, they are a fantastic landscape firm right here in North Olive Branch that is giving so much to our community. Just this past snow apocalypse we were talking about, their crews were out at 7 o'clock at night all the way up to midnight dumping ice melt at our local hospitals to make sure they stayed safe and that everyone could receive services. This is an amazing company, guys, like I say it all the time. And if it's a place that you would might want to work at, if you're especially if you're looking for a new career or you're fresh out of college and want a new career or you're just tired of what you're doing and just got to find something better, go check out their place first, guys. You can even call today. They have a talent acquisition manager. Her name is Gabby. She is fantastic. You can reach her at 662-755 3207. You can also check out their website and that's hatcherlandscape.com to see all the things they do. There's so much more than just landscape. They have so many different career fields. Trust me, go check it out, especially if you're in the market for a new job. Great news. OB Fest 2022 at the Olive Branch City Park will be on Saturday, April 30th. It will be from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Admission is free and open to the public. Vendor registration for the OB Fest is now open, and if you're interested in selling goods or promoting your business, you've got to check this out. The registration fee is only $50. Space is limited, and spaces will be awarded in order of receipt. 
There's also spots for our food truck, guys, but they're only going to be limited to the first eight that registered, so do not waste time on that. You can pick up a registration form at City Hall or the Parks and Recreation Department office, which is located at 8877 College Street. Also, guys, if you want to register for the Bob Marr Classic Car Show, if you've got a ride to show off, you need to do that as well. There is no cost to enter the car show, but registration is required for each vehicle. You can pick up a registration form, again, at the City Hall, but there's also links on the City of Olive Branch Facebook page. When spring arrives, do you wish your yard was as nice as your neighbor's or maybe the best in the neighborhood? There is a company that can grant your wish, and that is Masterlawn. They have been serving the Olive Branch area for over 25 years. They have amazing courteous service and results that are unbeatable. If you go to their website, masterlawninc.com, which is that is spelled masterlawninc.com, you can check out all the services they offer, as well as a user-friendly quote system that gets you started. If you prefer to use the phone, you can always contact them at 901-250-0873. Next thing on our news is you need to join us at the DeSoto County Summit on Thursday, April 7th at Longview Heights Baptist Church from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Olive Branch Police Department will speak on and answer questions pertaining to the community awareness of crime prevention and the reporting of crimes. Mayor Ken Adams, Chief Don Gamage, and more will be there. This event is free to the public, and we hope to see you there. If you want to find out more information about this, you can go to the City of Olive Branch's Facebook page or Twitter page to find it. Next up, the DeSoto County Board of Supervisors, as well as the Keep DeSoto County Beautiful Municipalities and the DeSoto County Environmental Services, are pleased to announce a series of environmental events that will impact, improve, and beautify our county, as well as build community involvement and pride. From April 1st to April 10th, we will be doing a spring cleanup week. There will be 14 dumpsters replaced across the unincorporated DeSoto County area. This includes the outer parts of Olive Branch. On April 2nd, there will be a countywide cleanup day. That's where we're encouraging groups, communities, churches, HOAs, families, and individuals to go and clean up an intersection or road nearby your home or community. On April 23rd, we're going to have Earth Day Festival, and that will be from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Soda County Courthouse there in Hernando, if you'd like to join. And on May 14th, we're going to have a Household Hazardous Waste Day, and that will be from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Lander Center. This is free for all residents of DeSoto County. Hazardous household waste include unused or leftover portions of products containing toxic chemicals, any product which is labeled caution, poisonous, toxic, flammable, or corrosive should not be disposed with your regular household waste. This is what this day is for. Guys, if you want more information about these things, you can call 662-469-8152. Guys, our next advertiser is one of the ones we've had since the beginning and is truly, truly great people that incorporate with us here at OB Pod, and that is Rodman Properties. Guys, if you have a home or know someone who has a home that they want to sell fast, don't want to go through a realtor or other processes, maybe because the house needs work or has damage, maybe you got it through a divorce or loss of love and whatever the situation may be, and you want to speak to somebody who's local, who's going to be honest, fair, and give you a great offer. Go check out their website, ibuydesoto.com, and you can see the communication process, the things they do, as well as what they do with the houses they buy. It's truly a great local company. This is not an opportunity you want to miss. 
For our last bit of news, another great little thing going on, that is the DeSoto Wings competition and festival is back. I went to this last year, and it was a great, great fun time. It's this year. It's on April 9th at 12 p.m. right there at Olive Branch Soccer Complex, which is on Church Road right by Highway 305. It is a family fun event. It will be hosted by the Generosity Network and will provide opportunities for the whole family to enjoy things such as the wing competition, music, wing eating contest, bounce houses, Easter activities, cornhole, dunk tank, food trucks, and more. All the proceeds from this fun-filled day will be donated to the DeSoto County Dream Center, which is a huge thing right here in DeSoto County. It feeds so many people who are in need. This is a great, great event. Please come out. All right, guys, it's about that time for some good dad jokes with our bro brothers. But before we do, I've got to mention our awesome advertiser, and that is Allie Edgelolly, my new insurance agent from Alpha Insurance, the ace agency of Olive Branch. Guys, if you want to save money like I did, this is who you need to call. I told you last week, and I was not lying, he saved me and my family over $900. And considering the price of everything out there right now, that it was huge for us. Huge, huge, huge. You need to call the office now and see for yourself. The number is 1662-893-0928 or you can call his cell personally and that is 1-843-324-0930. All right guys, let's enjoy the Bro Brothers again this week. What do the movies The Titanic and The Sixth Sense have in common? I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Never challenge death to a pillow fight unless you're prepared for the repercussions. <laughs> How do you sell a deaf man a chicken? Wanna buy a chicken? Those two just crack me up, man. Just, just can't beat it. Can't beat it. Hope y'all enjoyed that today. All right, we hope you're ready for a couple riddles. I decided to put two of them out here for you because we had such a positive reaction last week, and we hope you are ready. Let's go riddle number one. David's parents had three sons, Snap, Crackle, and what's the name of the third son? If you said David, then you got it correct. The person who makes it has no need of it. The person who buys it has no use for it. The person who uses it can neither see it nor feel it. What is it? I'll say it again. The person who makes it has no need of it. The person who buys it has no use for it. The person who uses it can neither see it nor feel it. What is it? If you answered a coffin, then you got it right. Guys, we hope you enjoyed our riddles for the day, and I hope that you have already hit the subscribe button if you have not already done so. Please make sure you share our podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, and anyone else you can think of. We really like to continue promoting our show so we can promote our community and give some great information out there. Again, thank you all so much.
All right. Of course, a crowd favorite, our motivational message, which is brought to you by the DC Dragons, and that is the Karate and Cheer Dojo right here in North Olive Branch. Guys, if you're looking for a family fun place to be able to learn some karate or do some cheer, this is the kind of place you want to do it. It is very inexpensive, pay as you go, everything is affordable, and everything is going to be fun. The dojo is ran by an awesome husband and wife team that have years of experience and great success. Numerous, numerous competitions awards and superior marks all the way across the board guys seriously this is a place you can take your family learn something cool and really enjoy it together go check out their facebook page and that is the dc dragons so our motivational message for today is seven rules for life and this is kind of uh, following in tradition of what we did last week and these are just good simple things to continue to tell yourself to look forward and pass along to your friends family and so on we hope you enjoy Seven rules of life. Number one, let it go. Never ruin a good day by thinking about a bad yesterday. Number two, ignore them. Don't listen to other people. Live a life that's empowering to you. Number three, give it time. Time heals everything. Number four, don't compare. The only person you should try to beat is a person you were yesterday. Stay calm. It's okay not to have everything figured out. Know that in time, you'll get there. Number six, it's on you. Only you are in charge of your happiness. Number seven, smile. Life is short. Enjoy it while you can. Guys, as always, we hope you enjoy those motivational messages, and we hope they help you with your day, your week, your month, your year. And so again, please continue to share this with all your friends, your family, and your coworkers. So we had some crazy facts last week, and this week is no different. We've got three great ones for you. So let's start off with some Hollywood facts. Did you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger faked interest in a movie called Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? And this was a ploy to trick Sylvester Stallone into starring in it. Stallone did take the role, which ended up being disastrous, and called the movie maybe one of the worst films ever made in the entire solar system, including alien productions we've never even seen. Wow. On to number two. The oldest bar in the world is in Ireland. Archaeological records have found that the walls of Sean's Bar have been around and serving since 900 A.D. Further, there are records of every owner of the pub back to its 10th century founding. It opened over 1,100 years ago. This is astonishing. And our last fact... In 1947, a woman with hives went to John Hopkins Hospital to cure her hives. She received an experimental drug compound called 1694, and not only were her hives cleared up, she also reported that her trolley rides were free of nausea. Doctors immediately tested the drug for motion sickness, and compound 1694 became today's over-the-counter drug, Dramamine. Guys, we hope you enjoyed our cool facts that you likely didn't know and look forward to next week.
sports times, guys, and let's get some baseball scores out for you real quick. First, we're going to go up to Lewisburg. Currently, their record is 7-1, and one, and this past week they played Hernando, and they won 11-1 to one in shortened innings. It was quite a thrilling game, quite a lot of excitement on the bat, and a big victory for Lewisburg for sure because Hernando is a talented team. Then on Thursday, they played South Haven, and this was a tough, tough ball game where they were able to squeak out a W, winning 6-5 to five on an error right there at the end of the game. Congratulations to Lewisburg on two big Ws this week. Is your home or business in need of some restoration work? Maybe a water pipe burst or you have some storm damage? There is an expert company right here in DeSoto County that can handle all your needs. Brian Rowe and his team of DeSoto Cleaning does expert restoration work. They will make sure the job is perfect to your satisfaction. Look them up on Facebook at DeSoto Cleaning LLC and that is the capital LLC. They also provide other cleaning service such as steam cleaning carpets, tile, and grout. Or if you'd like to call them on the phone today, you can call them at 662-710-2698 or you can email Brian personally at R-O-W-E underscore 41 at hotmail.com. Let's move on over to Center Hill, and their record currently right now is two and six. They beat Starkville earlier this week when they won eight to one in a pretty good, exciting offensive game. And then last Thursday, they defeated Lake Comrade eight to three. After a slow start when Lake Comrade came out 2-0 on back-to-back errors, but Center Hill came back strong and ended up winning a great game. And for our last team, Olive Branch, they are currently 1-4, and, and they played Grenada last week and lost a tough one, 0-11. We know Coach Weaver is going to get things turned around. The team's struggling a little bit, and I look forward to having him on the podcast as we hope to have his interview next week. But guys, I want to move over to our special guest, and that is Coach Peyton Callahan of Center Hill. And I'm pretty excited to see how he's going to talk about Center Hill baseball and hope you enjoy this audio. Hey, guys and gals, i got a great guest with me today, the head baseball coach at Center Hill, Peyton Callahan. Coach, how are we doing today, brother? Man, I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on. How are you? Man, I'm doing good, doing good. Coach, again, thanks for joining us. You know, I really want to highlight the baseball teams and things going on, and I've been looking forward to our interview. I know you are the new head coach this year. I know you were with the program last year and doing some transition with an interim coach, and you have taken the reins as head coach, and I'm hearing great, great things. But, uh, you know, why don't you tell the listener how the season's been going so far, and then we'll talk about how the coaching's been. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, so far this year we kind of got off to a slow start. Um, but we've heated up as of late. We won our last two uh, against Starkville and against Lake Cormorant. Had a couple couple of rainouts, you know, with this crazy weather with all the snow that came in. And, uh, it's been a it's been an experience for sure so far. But definitely got off to a slow start. Just couldn't couldn't make routine plays in the field. You know, if you can't can't make routine plays, you're not going to win many baseball games. But you know, as of late, we've cleaned that up, cleaned the airs up, started having better approaches at the plate. And, uh, you know, really our pitchers have given us a chance to win every game so far this year. So that's been a good thing to see for sure. So, Coach, as I mentioned prior, this is your first year as a head coach here at Center Hill. Uh, you know, what has that experience been like coming in and putting your, you know, your set of expectations on the team and meeting the community standards? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, it's been an experience, been a great experience. Uh, it's been a learning experience for sure. I've definitely learned a lot so far this year. Plan to, you know, continue to learn even more going forward. Uh, but I, don't know, I just feel blessed to be in this position. You know, 26 years old, head coach, 6A school. Definitely don't take that for granted. Uh, feel lucky, feel blessed, and, and like you said, I just want to continue to 
you know, hold these kids a high standard and build a build a respectful program here in Soto County. Coach, that's great to hear. Now, something you mentioned earlier was is that y'all been warming up and y'all won the last couple games. Uh, who's been uh, pretty exciting when it comes to offense? You know, any, any excitement at the bat right now? Well, I'll tell you what, it's kind of uh, – I don't know if I'd say surprise or not, but we actually, you know, two of our leading averages are both the Rogers twins, Avery and Aiden Rogers, who are sophomores starting in the outfield for me. Um, you know, they've been – They've been catalysts for us on offense. They've been getting on base, you know, anyway, how, bunt, hit by pitch. You know, Aiden Rodgers hit a triple the other night, score two. Uh, see, I mean, they've, they've been really, they've really been some good spark plugs for us as of late. Uh, they've kind of got some seniors who've, or some older guys, not necessarily seniors, you know, juniors and seniors have kind of started out a little slow at the bats and they're kind of, you know, starting to pick back up and get it rolling, starting to find more barrels. That's been good to see, uh, with, you know, Nathan Roberts and, Landon Scruggs, Dominic Ravino, got Joey Dunning starting to find a couple barrels. So, you know, we're, we're starting to find it, starting to get hotter, uh, you know, as the season progresses. So that's it's always good to see. Absolutely, Coach. Well, you also mentioned, you know, your pitching core has been, uh, you know, your, probably your most consistent thing on your team, kept you in every game. Who is, who's kind of leading out for your pitching core right now, or is there multiple guys? Is it by committee? What, what are we looking at there? We got some good arms on the mound. Uh, we really do. You know, Landon Scruggs. Uh, he's pitched very well for us this year so far as a senior. Uh, you know, you have Hunter Peaks as a junior. Gave us a lot of good quality innings on the mound as well. Uh, you got Colin Clark, who another senior. He threw all seven against Lake Cormorant, uh, you know, last week. Had seven Ks. Had a rough inning there, you know, early. Had a couple of errors behind him in the field. But, you know, didn't let that get to him. And kept throwing strikes. Kept filling up his own. And you know, ended up going all seven. So, yeah, that was good to see. You know, he gets to save arms in the pen. But those are really our guys right now. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of looking to see who's going to step up and become you know, another another good arm we can rely on. And we got Dominic Ravino, Scott Green, Houston Green, uh, Nolan Turner, uh, Aiden Rogers. All are you know good quality arms out of the pen for us so far. Uh, so just kind of looking to see who's going to you know take that next step and uh, kind of take control over. That's great to hear, Coach. You know, it definitely sounds like you've got a good nucleus of guys and that y'all are figuring things out, and that's what everybody wants to see. The pressure of the district you're in has got to be immense. You know, as a first-year head coach in 6A and you're playing with teams in your district such as Lewisburg, DeSoto Central, and Olive Branch, you know, you're talking about teams that go deep in the playoffs like you guys did last year. Um, that's got to be tough, you know. And so how do y'all approaching the season when it comes to, you know, your district play? Well, you know, like you said, you got Lewisburg and Soto Central, uh, two great teams who are, you know, year in and year out, some of the best teams in the whole state, you know, in all classifications. Uh, you know, when you're, you know, you're in a division with those two guys, it's obviously tough. It's easily, I, I'd easily say, you know, one, one of the hardest divisions in the state. Uh, you could definitely make that argument. But, you know, I guess kind of the message to our guys are is, you know, just because those are, teams that are year in and year out at the top, that doesn't mean that, you know, we can't play with those those teams. You know, we we may not have the the ninety the ninety five arms, you know, D one signees, but we got a lot of guys who have a lot of fight, a lot of dog in them. And I'll tell you what, I'll go to war with them any day. That's awesome, Coach. That's awesome to hear. I know they respect that and enjoy hearing that. Well, Coach, tell me about your staff. You know, uh, you know, I know you've got a couple assistants out there, and uh, how do they help you out when it comes to the season? Yes, I have Coach uh, Joshua Birch and Coach Andrew Harrington. 
Uh, both are phenomenal assistants. Uh, you know, enjoy enjoy our time with each other every day. Just you know, getting to know the kids better, becoming closer uh, as a team, and just you know, really just getting at it or getting after it each day with these guys and becoming closer as a unit. Heard that, Coach. Now, I know we're in spring break right now, you know, um, so why don't you tell the listener what your schedule look like uh, moving forward and how long do we have to wait before we get into, you know, district play? Sure, yes. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we're going to be at Corinth playing Bruce and North Pontotoc tomorrow. And then Tuesday we'll be back at Corinth for a makeup game that got rained out. Uh, Thursday we'll be in Florence, Mississippi playing West Lauderdale. And Saturday, we'll be back in Florence, playing Florence High School. Uh, and then rolling over into next week, we'll have a new alternate date at home. From one of the rainouts earlier in the year. And then Tuesday, we'll play North Point Christian. Uh, so, we, you know, we're definitely busy. It'll be March, I believe March 29th, we'll start division play, rolling into April, uh, starting off with D.C. How about that, Coach? A, which will obviously be a you know, tough, tough start, tough uh, tough series, but one we're excited about. I heard that, Coach. Well, look, Coach, I can't thank you enough for your time. I appreciate you highlighting the kids and talking about the program. You know me; I'm a Mustang, and we, I'm you know I'll be out there supporting you. We, we wish you well this season from OB Pond, and uh, just keep it coming and build that program like you want. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I really enjoy doing these interviews, getting to talk to these coaches and seeing how they're molding these kids to be, become better team players, teammates, and you know, and just better citizens altogether. It's just fantastic. Learn so many great qualities when you play sports and do activities and extracurricular things at school. And I really want to say a special thanks to these guys. Really looking forward to next week and hope to get Coach Weaver to join us to talk about some Olive Branch baseball. But until then, guys, as always, we hope you've enjoyed our show. We hope we've educated you a little bit on some things. We hope you enjoyed the content and we hope you share it with your friends family and co-workers as always if you have a few minutes and you, you want to give us a positive review on itunes it helps our podcast out immensely as always please we share our content on social media as we put it out there for everyone if you also enjoy our show there's another show that we are podcast brothers with and that is under the water tower right there in hernando and they do a show almost like ours uh you know talking about their local community sports and things if you want to go check that out as well But until next week, guys, I'm Zach, and we will see you then.